Hello and welcome to this week's weekend edition of the Be About It podcast. We are getting it going. We got some things to talk about today. We had plenty of good football. Well, I say plenty, but it was just two games. But we're going to go into a little bit on those. We got a rumble recap from the WWE. We have a little information what's known so far from the Vince McMahon lawsuit. Another one. Yeah, surprise, surprise. It's amazing how many lawsuits compiled against one man. But here we are, and we're going to talk about that today. Now, with the fun thing happening today, football, uh, you had two big games, the NFC-AFC Championship. We're going to dive into those first because, yeah, that was what I had planned. I'm just going to go with that. Uh, first game of the day, the Chiefs and the Ravens. Now, last week, I said it and I said it, you do not bet against Patrick Mahomes. Ever. You cannot bet against him. And I said the easiest way to shut down Lamar Jackson, put a spy on him, which the Chiefs did, and keep him from running. Whenever you took away his ability to run, you took away his effectiveness as a quarterback, a running quarterback. So that is exactly what the Chiefs did. They covered it out. They got it done. Plain and simple. That is it. Uh, Mahomes came out throwing. Uh, Lamar Jackson is not that quarterback that's going to beat you with his arm. That is a plain and simple truth. I don't care how much you wish it would be true that he had the arm of Tom Brady or Peyton Manning or Drew Brees or even Michael Vick or Randall Cunningham. There's a ton of quarterbacks out there that I would say had more accuracy than him. But he can beat you with his legs. That is how you beat him. And I'm sorry, but he got there on beating a rookie quarterback, C.J. Stroud, which had an amazing season, by the way. I mean... Uh, got off to a rough start and then took his team to a division title and then uh, the divisional round of the playoffs. So uh, hats off to them. But again, he was facing a rookie quarterback in the second round of the playoffs. So yeah, he beat the he beat the Texans. The end. But now he's going against a guy that has been there plenty of times, six six or seven year I think in a row six on on it. But has been there tons of times, knows the pressure that comes along with it, knows what to expect, and does not shy away from it. Plain and, you know, you're not going to get it any better than that. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid, all of them have been there. They know the pressure that comes with the AFC title match. Lamar Jackson was not ready for this game. He did not look good. I don't even think he threw for 100 yards. Uh, he... Uh, couldn't run. He, every time he tried to, uh, the spy was on him and he was taken away. Now he did do an amazing. Now, one thing I will say, one of the, the most amazing play of the game was at his hands. Whenever he threw the ball, it got tipped, popped up and he went to catch it. And then he ran for another 13 yards. I mean, he was not ready to die. He wasn't ready to just give up and let this game be over with. So he really wanted to win. But he just was overmatched by a better prepared, better coached, and better overall team. Uh, Lamar Jackson is just one person. Sorry. He's one person. He's not going to beat you. I said, you got to have a better team. And uh, the hope, the the greats, uh, Sizzle shows up and tries to get the defense all hyped. Now, the defense did do a good job of shutting down Mahomes as best they could. Uh, his, but Mahomes got it done. And it was really I will not say Mahomes because it was a defense that came in and shut them down, which is why uh, Kansas City won more than Mahomes winning the uh, overall. But Mahomes got it done in the first half, and that's all it took to beat him. Uh, touchdown to Travis Kelsey has, uh, or 
I was like, a little bit of uh, running, a little bit of doing what he had to do. But Mahomes overall uh, controlled the game. He did not let it go. He control- dominated the time of possession. He did what he had to do to really uh, manage the game. And that was really where him and Lamar Jackson differed. Uh, Lamar Jackson started getting panicky, started, his plan was falling out. He couldn't do it. And Mahomes never had that feeling. He just kept on. Let's just do, keep doing this, 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 keep doing this. And that's what he did. And and that's why the Kansas city prevailed. It was a good game. I think both games were good today. This was one of the few times where we did not just see all out blowouts in the AFC and NFC championship. They were good games and it really came down to really the four best teams in the league, which I'm expecting a good Super Bowl because of it. That being said, the chiefs are going to play the 49ers. Now the, the, Okay, now everybody out there was started rooting for the Lions. I was rooting for the Lions because I wanted to see the only team that hadn't been to the Super Bowl get to the Super Bowl. I was rooting for the underdog, but I had a feeling that the 49ers would not go. Now, the first half, I was actually, oh, my God, the Lions are going to do this. They're going to win. They're, they're going to do it. And, uh, like, at halftime, I was just in. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. This is actually going to happen. Uh, and they faulted in the second half and couldn't put any points on the board to the last couple minutes. But the lions really, I mean, they played a good game. They never gave up. Dan Campbell played his role. He went on fourth and got stopped a couple times, but that's his style of coaching. It was that style that made them to the NFC championship. The overall truth of it is the lions went way farther than anybody else expected. And I've only see brighter futures for them. They're going to put in a couple pieces that they were missing this year and they're going to really step it up. I look, I look for, you know, Dan Campbell, you know, former cowboy as I uh, knew whenever he took over the coaching job and started coaching a decade ago that he was going to do great things. And I was not wrong. He did wonderful. And I hats off to the lions. I, I do see something in their future. I don't know how far they're going to be able to take it, but uh, they will be completely awesome and in the running every single year. I have a feeling. Now, that being said, the 49ers just put everything together that second half and they came in. Uh, Christian McCaffrey started getting the ground game running. Uh, Debo Samuel showing he could catch the ball and run. Uh, the George Kittle actually getting in there and getting a couple. Ca- it was an overall effort, but Bosa coming in with a couple sacks as well. It was really a defensive stand saying you're not scoring another single point on us and they really did and the the defense just stood them up and said no it's not happening anymore all the way up until the last minute and then the lions trying to put something together literally that last minute and it just could not it was not effective enough to make it happen um i was really hoping i was hoping for a last minute stand we're going to get some overtime that's what i was really hoping that was going to happen and then uh you know whoever got the ball was going to win uh plain and simple but I like the fact that the Lions, they did wonderful. I mean, I was hoping that they would do better. I was hoping that they would win, to be honest. I wanted to see a something I have not seen in my lifetime, which was the Lions going to the Super Bowl. I think the city of Detroit has earned that. Uh, they have stuck by that team, hands down, over the years. A team has not moved, and this has been a team that hasn't won championships since the NFL was formed. Hasn't been to a championship in the Super Bowl era. I think it was time, uh, but 
as uh, the 49ers would approve, it is not. They're going to have to wait at least one more year before they get to that big uh, change, a big game on that. So in the uh, the, uh, whole little mess that we had on this one, the one funny thing I can say, I forgot to say on the Chiefs and uh, Ravens, whenever they were doing the trophy presentation, all that, Travis goes up to Jason, as we talked about last week on Wednesday. uh, He was like, so... Keep your shirt on this time. And, you know, he was like, yeah, I did. He's wearing this Hawaiian Chief shirt and sporting the Chiefs with a cheap beanie. Now, this is a guy that's an eagle through and through, but he's still showing love for his brother's team while he's out. Uh, but, yeah, I thought that was hilarious. Now, they only went to Taylor Swift, I think, eight times this game, which if you're playing a drinking game and every game, every time you see Taylor Swift, you take a shot, you're still going to be drunk by the end of the game. Uh and they talked about uh, every time uh, Travis got a catch, let's see Taylor. Every time that uh, Travis scored a touchdown, oh, my God, look at Taylor celebrating. They were doing the celebration. They saw uh, Taylor, uh, Taylor and Travis together. Let's get a shot of them. You got Patrick Mahomes over there that's kind of leader of the team, but let's ignore him because we got Taylor Swift. That's the power of Taylor Swift, the Swifties out there, have more power in the NFL right now than I think anybody else. But uh, then I think they worked in a little gra- uh, Grammy uh, comment just so they can go back to Taylor Swift. And they were like, Taylor will be there. But yeah, yes, absolutely. You, everybody loves Taylor. If you don't love Taylor, you're ridiculous. I mean, she's an all amazing uh, artist. She writes, she plays, she's the full works. You're absolutely right, Lily. So, but uh, yeah, you got to treat the the tiktok family there but yeah that is really what it is i mean taylor has brought a new element to the chiefs i guarantee you that uh the jersey sales alone has made it worth it i mean i'm pretty sure the president's like don't screw this up travis we need her we need the taylor swifties we need tay tay we need all of them on the chiefs organization and that is really the, the greatness of that, that someone who doesn't play football, just watches it, probably watched it every now and again, has had such a big impact this year on the NFL. And that, and that just shows you how her big, her fan base is. It's, it eclipses most out there. Um, people go see her and either other artists that whether you like her or don't like her, I'm sorry to say she is one of the best performers she's one of the best artists she write and like i was saying she is the all-around so you cannot say you don't like taylor swift and i guarantee you have bobbed your head and danced to at least one of her songs so don't act like so but uh after all the said and done they're presenting all the trophies everybody's having fun now we're getting ready for the super bowl next in two weeks now i don't know if you about y'all i'm not gonna watch the pro bowl i you know i'm wish we can go back to the old school quarterback challenge and stuff like that that was my favorites see all the quarterbacks uh, throw balls trying to hit a bullseye and things like that Th- those were the greatness of the pro bowl and then you got teams that actually played for something just for fun the get on there and play with each other but i'm not gonna watch it that's not me sorry i'm not a pro bowl guy now it's gotten too boring. I don't want to see flag football. I'd rather go see a high school game, something like that. That's going to be entertaining. Uh, but two weeks from now, we got the Super Bowl, and we got the 49ers, and we got the Chiefs. Now, I don't like betting against Patrick Mahomes, but I think the 49ers are hungrier than they are. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, he's had his Super Bowls. Now, don't get me wrong. He's going to want another one. He's got that Tom Brady mentality. 
as a, he's wanting it. But the simple truth of it, 49ers, they lost a few couple of years ago when they did not have Purdy. They want it uh, back. They want that victory. They feel they have earned it. And now they got, uh, they're firing on all cannons. It's going to be a good game. It's going to come down to whoever has that ball last because they are the defenses are going to go back and forth shutting it down. And I don't expect a high-scoring game. I'm thinking it's going to be 24 to 30 to 21, maybe. That's like somewhere in there. But I will be picking the 49ers over the Chiefs. I don't like betting against Patrick Mahomes, but I think it's time for another team to win. And since it's been about 30 years from, since they've won – they're due. Let them have one. So at that point, I'm going to take a quick break, get a cup, uh, get a drink in me, uh, get fueled up and get ready for the next segment. Uh, we're going to go into some rumble and Vince McMahon talk, and that's going to how we're going to ride this uh, train all the way out. So hold on. We'll be right back. And we are back. Uh, going to finish up this show with some WWE talk about the rumble that happened, as well as the Vince lawsuit that uh, has been sprung on this week, which is going to get nasty. I have a feeling. The now the Royal Rumble. In case you didn't know, thirty men, thirty women, over the top rope. That's the only way to win. Now, uh, Bailey. Uh, if, spoiler alerts: If you haven't seen it. Uh, Stop listening right now. Listen in a little bit. Not, not Kurt Cobain. Uh, he is uh, actually uh, has a little bit of a living problem. Uh, but, uh, yeah, got to respond to TikTok every now and again. Show him up there. But the Women's Royal Rumble was actually pretty good. Entertaining and it had its dull moments, just like everything else. But overall, I think the women actually did... Uh, a wonderful job producing a great show, uh, had a few, uh, older ladies, uh, surprise entrance. Uh, it was great. I was like, uh, I was actually happy that Bailey won, uh, because she has come in and produced a great showing in pretty much every women's Royal rumble. And I am ecstatic about it. And, uh, I'm looking forward to having her as a WrestleMania, uh, uh, like main event women's, I was like, it's going to be great. Uh, she's going to do uh, ac- excellent. I'm, I don't know who she's going to take on. Probably Rhea Ripley, which would be a great match. But the men's Royal Rumble. Okay, now let me tell you my thoughts on this. I am actually tired of seeing one guy running in, hitting everybody, and then everybody laying down until the next person come in. And there was like two or three people. Shinsuke Nakamura was one of the few people that actually kept the fighting going all But everybody else got hit, laid down for like five minutes until the next person come in. They're like, okay, that's how I'm going to do this. Uh, I am tired of that. Uh, If you look at the older, go on to Peacock and go on to the older uh, Royal Rumbles. Uh, You'll see these guys, they're just punching and kicking and going through everybody. The uh, whole point about this is to keep the fighting going constantly. And it should come into a guy that's going to show out for two minutes and probably get thrown out unless you're winning the whole thing. Or you got to be in the final eight or ten ten or nine or four. So, uh, again, this happened. Uh, And... It, I thought we were done with that. Had a couple good years. Uh, I was like, where we it was a lot of good showing last year. 
Logan Paul Ricochet had one of the better moments of any Royal Rumble. I've watched that clip so many times. Uh, yes, I did say Logan Paul. He's in the WWE. Everybody should know his name. And uh, the they when they did a rope to rope high air collision slam down to the mat, it was a great move. It was a great show, and it was just popping off. But we didn't get that. We didn't get that uh, little extra this year. And even Kofi Kingston, I mean, I was happy whenever he came out. Uh, he was, uh, he always does a show and they really kind of did him wrong. Not even giving him just a few minutes. Let him do the Kofi-ness. Let, let's recharge Kofi mania. to be honest, the, but after all that, you know, you got CM Punk coming out in his first WWE televised event in 20 years or 10 years or so. Uh, he comes out at number 27 and he just proceeds to do the same thing. I mean, he going in there and you're, he's kicking a few things and then he's laying down for a few minutes. He gets up, gets knocked down. Then he's laying down for a couple minutes. I'm like, you're supposed to be a draw, man, dude. You're supposed to be it. You're supposed to be the savior or something. The guy that's going to come in and beat the tribal chief. And you're just laying down, man, come on now. That is ridiculous come on i mean i know you're a veteran you've uh, done all this stuff but come on give us a good show uh you gave us a great show uh back in the day whenever you were just a regular uh performer out there but at the end of the match worst ending i've seen by the way uh cody rhodes now i am happy cody rhodes get, did it because it makes more sense story he's going to go after norman reigns because they had to do something big to dethrone roman reigns they cannot just knock him down it's not going to happen he has got to do something big and i think it's going to take something big to knock roman reigns off of that championship and i think they're going to uh, take away the strap this year on wrestlemania i think cody rhodes is going to take that home after winning the rumble now that's going to open CM Punk to do some more things. He's probably going to go after Seth Rollins, create a feud with him. He's already really started. So that's going to set up for WrestleMania right there. So, uh, that's, I think are going to be your two championship main events with, uh, Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. And then Seth Rollins versus CM Punk. <coughs> so I think that's going to be your really, your big hitters. Now, the other, the championship match that came on was the Fatal 4-Way with L.A. Knight, AJ Styles, uh, or not CM Punk, but Roman Reigns and Randy Orton. Now, this match was actually entertaining. It was good. It kept it. I think you had a lot of guys with a lot of experience. They were able to do something really great, and they kept it entertaining, kept it great all the way through. So, I think that... That is going to be, uh, it was, it was the best match of the night in my opinion. Uh, and I'm normally not a fan of Roman Reigns matches. Cause I think he's kind of slowed down after carrying the weight of that title and the company for all these years. But he, uh, he and the rest of them put out a great performance. I think with that much experience in the ring, there was nothing but a great match that could be produced. And I think that's really, it was the match of the night. So, uh, the now. We got through the fun stuff of the wrestling. Now let's talk about oh, Vinny Mac in trouble again. How in the world can one guy, well, we've all seen uh, uh, the shows. We've all seen, we all know that Vince McMahon has a larger than life personality. He always has, and he built the WWE from a little bitty com territorial company all the way up to the global 
conglomerate that it is to where it sold and became part of, uh, well, I don't know the parent company, but the same company that UFC is a part of. Now, this week he actually resigned after being accused of sexual trafficking. You heard me right. Sexual trafficking of a WWE employee. Uh, the young lady's name is, uh, let's see, Janet Grant. Um, and she's a former employee now, obviously, uh, from WWE headquarters. Uh, she filed a lawsuit against McMahon, the WWE and former head of talent relations, John Laranitis. Yes. Mr. People power himself, man. How does so many ugly and in like, uh, just guys just think they can do that stuff just because they got money that's insanity but she filed a lawsuit and uh it makes you know it's hard not to believe it to be honest i mean if you look at the everything i've read which i took the cliff notes that i'm going to share with you all and everything but the uh it's hard really not to understand not to believe this because what was said and what's uh filing through you can actually see somebody with a billionaire company going through this and producing this kind of acts but now this is according to court documents mcmahon allegedly pushed grant into a physical relationship i'm guessing with himself and return in returned for promised employment at wwe which involved forced sexual relationship and sharing private photos and videos as well as coercing grant into having sexual relations with other wwe staffers including Laurinaitis. so it's not just Laurinaitis. there's other ones i guess they just don't have enough money to be uh, put into the lawsuit now Again, I have a hard time. We've all seen Vince McMahon on the stage. We've seen him in the ring performing and things like that. Now, he is all business when it comes to wrestling. But, uh, you know, there are some things about him that kind of, I think a lot of his uh, acting in, in the ring and things is because he could have a little bit of that ass and chip on his shoulder that actually gives him that edge acting like that. I don't think he's acting sometimes. I think it's, uh, I think he's actually, as like a little bit of an ass on a half on it, smart businessman. But I mean, yeah, I think some of the time he's just not acting, but yeah, that is exactly right. Now McMahon quoted, I intend to vigorously defend myself against these baseless accusations and look forward to clearing my name. Now, this ain't the first time McMahon has been in the spotlight. Uh, McMahon, back in the 80s, you know, he was accused of handing out steroids to his talent, uh, his wrestlers, which if you look at some of these guys, you can see them before and after not taking steroids. Yeah, like Hulk Hogan. He says, you know, you know, you gotta eat the, you gotta say your prayers, eat your vitamins and all that good stuff. And then the build your body up, but come on. we saw whenever, after that uh, thing came out in the eighties about the steroids and everybody started having to take drug tests. We saw how small Hulk Hogan got. We saw the, the pythons were more like cobras. So yeah, yeah, let's, uh, let's call, let's call a duck a duck on that. So then you had McMahon again, uh, he had to tone it down whenever his wife, Linda started going to, uh, run for Congress or house. I don't know. I know she's a politician. Don't know exactly which one, but she's one of them. 
So he had to tone it down. That's why we went from the attitude era all the way down to the PG era or whatever, where the ruthless aggression to the PG era now. So we'll see how it goes from here. The, but you see, uh, you got to wonder how far McMahon actually would take this and how, uh, much control he would actually have. He wouldn't be the first man of power and money to force himself upon a woman. Uh, so it's hard not to pass on it. Now, I hope that some of this stuff isn't wrong, but if it all is, man, I'm sorry. He's going to get exactly what's coming to him. He's going to be broke after this. It's plain and simple. Uh, if you're doing that, you're an ass. I was like, uh, you're a man of power. Focus on your business and your own family. Now, uh, Grant actually signed. Now this is the weird part about me. And this is what makes it so believable. After I started reading this, she signed an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement. That kind of, uh, it was something to do with not wanting the legality of, uh, fair to get out or something for everything for every business and all that standards. But, that's why I have a hard time not believing it because if there's nothing to hide, you're not going to say, I'm going to get you sign this NDA. And the NDA came with a nice bonus of $3 million. So that's not something to shy away from $3 million for an NDA. I would be, I've signed NDAs before. I wish I would, someone would throw 3 million at me for that. It, I was like, so the fact that there was 3 million to accompany this, is leads me to believe that there's more truth in there than there is fiction. I'm it is what it is. Uh, you can't, uh, look a gift horse in the mouth because that's exactly what it is. Um, now the grant has actually come out saying that she had to numb herself from reality. She had to, uh, kind of make this little wall barrier beside her to where she just went out and stopped thinking of it all together. Uh, she had to make herself basically into a robot where she didn't have feelings. She couldn't feel or do anything. So that, and I really feel for her because nobody should have to live like that. You shouldn't have to live your job on those grounds. That is complete and utter bullshit. And if this is true, he's going to get exactly, she's going to win. And even if it doesn't go all the way through the court proceedings, she is going to get a, a payout because uh, he's going to probably try to buy her off. And I hope she doesn't do it. I hope she takes it to the max, win or lose. I hope she takes it to the max. Let's get this out. Uh, I'm sure Vince has a lot of power friends and has 20 lawyers at his disposal, but Let's see what happens, but I have a feeling it's going to, it's not going to go to court. It's not going to finish. They're going to get a payout. But another way that you kind of look at this, uh, Stephanie McMahon, uh, retired years ago and said, I'm going to go home and be a mom. Then she came back and she is very, and I can't imagine this sits well with her because she has been instrumental in creating not a divas where, uh, the women talent of the WWE is coming out there and they're going to parade around in some lingerie and they're fo everybody's focused on their bodies and things like that. No, she has turned the women's revolution wrestling and she has been extremely instrumental into making it legitimized entertainment and women are just as important as the men in the WWE. So I can't imagine this is sitting well with her. That is, uh, then say, I don't, and soon, uh, not long after she retired and I'm guessing around the time that this was coming out, which was in 2022, uh, you see her retire again and walk away from the WWE altogether. So 
this is, there's too many things pointing to me to say that this isn't real. This is happening and this has happened. So, um, I think it's going to go all the way to the court, but I think she's going to take a payday and walk away as opposed to sitting around a five, 10 year court battle where it's going to get thrown around every, all the dirty things are going to come out. She probably wants to walk away and doesn't want to think of it, but I'm hoping she actually takes it. Let's get this stopped where people know that they cannot do this to people and, or women, men, whatever, and take advantage of people. Let's put a stop to that. And this could be a big uh, stopping point to a lot of people. Now, I have covered a lot of good stuff today, but all good things do come to an end. And that's where I have to uh, like kind of put the brakes on. Let's stop for the evening and let's get cranked up for next week. Now, as I said, we uh, go live. We are on Wednesday night and Sunday night as far as podcasts live on TikTok. I might be doing Instagram here soon. I'm working on it, but tune in. And again, always, I'll keep talking. You just be about it. Have a great one.